Welcome to A Magical Life, Health, Wealth and Weight Loss. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, Lead Practitioner at Holistic Natural Health Australia and number one best-selling author. In this podcast, I aim to give you practical tips on how to accelerate and sustain your health, increase your financial, spiritual and emotional wealth and to look at something that haunts many of us needlessly, weight loss. In some episodes, I'll have guests available to give you even more tips, but in others, the floor is yours. Drop us a line at A Magical Life Podcast on Facebook and let me know what you would like to know more about. Now, sit back and enjoy, because it is time for you to create and truly discover a magical life. Welcome back to A Magical Life. I'm your host, Magic Barclay, and today I'm joined by Karen Taden from Sweden. Karen works with hypnosis to help people to move forward in a positive and productive way. She has a knack for understanding and hack what is holding people back. She's worked with over 3,000 one-on-one clients in more than 25 countries and has won two awards for her work. Karen certainly is one of the best in Europe at what she does. And let's find out a little bit more. Welcome, Karen. Thank you so much. All the way to Australia. (laughs) I like it. You know what I love about podcasting? It's things like we just had a little off-air conversation about how dark it is in Sweden. And I'm here in Australia. And, you know, just the differences in our countries is amazing that we can connect and share our experiences with the listeners I think it's just so cool I think so too and even if maybe some of the culture is different or we have different weather uh, so we still have a lot of common things as humans right all over the world totally and I think in especially in current times you know people forget that we're all having a human experience and it doesn't matter what our beliefs are, where we live in the world, you know, whether it's day or night or winter or summer, it's still part of the human experience. Yes, it is. And uh, I really love helping people to kind of understand more about their human experiences and why they are sometimes acting or reacting in certain ways and trying to, you know, change the approach a bit so they can feel that they can be more positive or they can move in life with more confidence and have a better human experience. Now, Karen, I have titled this episode Moving Forward Productively, and we're going to talk a bit more about that when you answer my lovely questions. But just in a snapshot, can you tell us what moving forward productively looks like? One part is to understand that there is nothing wrong with you. Because I meet a lot of people and they're always telling me that they know what to do, but they don't do it. And they know that they don't have to be afraid of things, but they still are. And they are kind of hard with themselves and they blame themselves and say, what is wrong with me? 
So I tend to try to explain to them that there is nothing wrong with you. It's just the programming in your mind that is wrong. And that's really a good thing because that means that we can change the programming. So you are okay as you are. So moving on in a productive way is to realize that there is nothing wrong with you, but there is a subconscious program that is running your life. And sometimes these subconscious programs are... They were really good when we started, you know, when we were young and we uh, created a strategy to be loved or feel safe. And that program was really good at that time. But today, 20, 30, 40, 50 years later, the program is kind of outdated and it's very old and often it's counterproductive. So it's not very good for us to have the same strategy or the same reaction or the same action as we had as a child. And the problem is that this subconscious mind, it's like a big library with everything that we have experienced and also all the strategies that we have. And it kind of puts on repeat. So every time we go into a specific situation or we meet a certain person, the subconscious will kind of look in the Rolodex and say, okay, what kind of strategies shall we use here? And it takes old one and just, you know, reuse it again and again and again. And that means that that's, that can explain why we sometimes meet people or we are in certain situations and we react the same way always. And maybe it's in a negative way or we have some fears and we can't get past them. So realizing that there is a subconscious library with a lot of strategies and programs that are still running our life, that, that is the way to kind of start to to kind of change how you want to move forward. Thanks for that. That's really explained it very well. Thank you. Now, I always ask the same three questions of my guests, and I'm always excited and astounded about the array of answers that I get. So here comes your first question. What can your expertise do to accelerate health, be it physical, emotional, or spiritual? So what I do is that I... I use hypnosis and hypnosis is a door opener to the subconscious mind, to the subconscious programs and strategies. So hypnosis is a state of mind where your brain is a little bit on fire. It's easier for the brain to, to rewire old things into new things, to learn, to see different perspectives and to to kind of just move forward. So with my expertise, um, I often guide my client into hypnosis to, to connect to their own consciousness, to connect to their own clarity and their own wisdom and try to help them to see why they struggle with something. And I help them to understand all the perspectives. So instead of the client being really hard on themselves, telling me that, oh, I'm such a stupid person or uh, I'm helpless, I don't know. So we're trying to look 360 degrees around and see, but when this strategy that you have today to 
you know, maybe be a perfectionist or you are a procrastinator or when you come in a room with people, you you just go to the bar and be quiet the whole evening. So we tried to see when that started, how did it start? When did you become a procrastinator? And does that procrastination or not talking to people or anything, does it protect you from something? And in hypnosis, it's kind of connecting to a very deep wisdom that everybody has within themselves where you know the answer. So often the client tells me that, oh, okay, I can see that it started when I was very young. Maybe I was four years old or 12 years old. And I did it because I didn't want to be laughed at or... Uh, when I procrastinate, I don't start anything. And if I don't start anything, I will not fail. So all these strategies, they start to understand why they're using them. And that takes off the shame and the guilt that they are a bad person who can't do better. And then we're trying to kind of like a negotiation with the brain and the subconscious mind, trying to help the subconscious mind to release that old strategy, helping the the subconscious mind to understand that, well, that was a good idea, maybe when you were 10 years old, that you didn't want to present your work for your classmates because they were laughing. But if you are 35 today and you have a really good job and the boss is telling you that you need to make a presentation for customers then you need to step up. So how can we help the subconscious to let go of that fear? And that is like, there is no one answer. There is no right answer. So it's more kind of a negotiation between me and the subconscious mind of the client and see what would work for you? What would be the best solution for you? And how can I help you to get there? So, Karen, we talk about wealth here, not only financial, but the emotional wealth and the personal wealth or the depth of a person. So what are your top three tips to creating wealth? Wow, there are so many good tips and I can give you a few, but I would also say that it's very, very personal what kind of advice or tips that really works for you. But one thing that works really good for me is I have a five-minute rule, and I am not perfect. (laughs) Sometimes it's longer than five minutes. But uh, it's like this. When something goes wrong, I allow myself to be extremely negative for five minutes. So I can you know, I can whine, I can cry, I can swear, I can complain, I can do everything. So I kind of get it out of my system. Because why that creates wealth for you emotionally is that when you don't let your feelings out, when they get stuck in your body, I use the metaphor food in the refrigerator. So if you have food there too long, you know, what happens to the food? It starts to smell weird and it starts to get fluffy and green and not very, yeah, you won't eat it. 
So it's the same thing with feelings. If you don't let them out, they they will stay there in the body and they will kind of, you know, stack on top of each other. And then suddenly you explode maybe a week later and sometimes like 10 years later. And people are just wondering, why are you so upset? And sometimes it's not just a specific situation. You can be depressed. You can start to see the life and world in a very and yourself in a very negative way so letting out the emotions letting out the feelings is really really important so what i do is that i have these five minutes and like i said i'm not perfect so sometimes it's definitely more than five minutes but i try to remind myself of just these five minutes and then i stop And then I just say, I can't do anything about this. So just move forward or find another solution on the problem. So that has helped me to shift my mood to being more solution-oriented. So first, I have my explosions with emotions. And I like the saying that emotions are energy in motion. So it has to move. If you don't get the energy of the emotions out of your body, you're in trouble. So, and after that, I try to, I just stop and I try to either say that I let it go because I can't do anything about it, or I shift my mode to being more solution oriented and see what can I do? What can I change? What can I fix? And I think for me, that works really, really well. Instead of just pushing down everything, trying to be brave or to be indifferent or being cool or something. Um, And if you don't want to explode in front of people, I get that. You can always use the toilet or you can do it when you come home in the evening. And um, my second tip is that you have to be more kind to yourself. One of the most common things I work with is low self-esteem. And a lot of people come to me and say that they have low self-esteem because the environment didn't treat them well when they were young. So they talk about bullying at school. They're talking about parents that didn't notice them or a sibling that was more popular or anything. So they say that that's why... Uh, I I didn't feel seen or heard. I didn't feel valued. So today I have low self-esteem and I have a problem. And then I try to explain to them that, yes, that that is one factor, uh, one reason that you have this low self-esteem. But the other one is even worse, is that you continue yourself to be harsh on yourself. you are not very, a lot of people are very hard on themselves. So they're not very kind to themselves. So they often say that, oh, I'm a loser or I should have done better and uh, I'm not good enough. And uh, why, why, why? So I try to tell them that you have to be kind to yourself uh, to, to feel that goodness kind of spread around. And one way of doing this really easy is it's not positive affirmations. I don't say that positive affirmations are bad, but for some people like myself, 
I can't stand in the mirror and say, I'm a goddess or I'm perfect or I can do anything. Because sometimes you have a little voice in your head saying, no, (laughs) you are not a goddess. No, uh, you can't do this. So it's kind of a, you try to lie to yourself. So some people can use positive affirmations really good, but some people it doesn't work. So for me, it doesn't work with positive affirmation. So what I did is that I tried to be kind to myself in another way. What I did is that every morning I smiled to myself in the mirror and I just read a book with the Mel Robbins, the high five habit. I'm high fiving myself in the morning, in the morning, in the mirror and just say, hello, I'm here again. Good. I'm a good person, you know, small little things. And um, I can say to myself that I'm, I'm proud for trying um, and I may be not perfect or um, I can't do this thing yet, but I'm learning. So my positive affirmations are more um, not that big, like, oh, I'm a goddess. They are more natural ones that I can tell myself, Karen, I'm proud of you today because you stood up for yourself or you try to do something nice. These little things, I see what I do good and I treat myself with more kindness. And uh, the third tips would be um, do more of the things you like. I meet a lot of adults that they just do all the things that they need to do as adults, you know, being a parent, uh, going to work, clean the car, clean the house. And they stop doing things that they like because they don't have the time and they don't have the energy. So the first things that they let go of is play and having fun. And if you don't play and if you don't having a little bit of fun in your adult life, that will crash or break your spirit. So often when people come to me, uh, they are a bit depressed. Uh, Of course, there can be sadness there and everything. But a lot of these people who are a little bit low, uh, maybe not depressed, but low, uh, they have no energy, they are not motivated. I often ask them if they play or have fun or do things that they like. And they often say, no, we don't because I don't have the energy and I don't have the time. So I really encourage you to do more, do things that you really like and do more of these things. And it can be, it can be very, very small things, but it will change your life because when you wake up in the morning and you can look forward to maybe later in the day or in the evening to do something that you really like and you feel happy when you're doing it that will absolutely shift your life for good. There's some great tips there, listeners. Now, Karen, we do talk about weight loss here, and this is quite a personal question, but have you ever battled your weight? And if so, what was the trigger to lose it? And what can you offer the listeners in their own weight loss journey? Yeah, this is a really tough question because there can be so many different reasons why you are not losing weight. So I'm not talking about, you know, hormones or 
uh, other things. Uh, I'm talking more about the emotional and mental side of it. And yes, I have battled my weight uh, a couple of times in my life. And for me, I think that when I put on some weight, it was often protection. And there can be different kinds of protection. So for me, I think it was protection from my own feelings. Because some of my feelings, I had a very bad childhood, a very a religious and very dysfunctional family. So I had a lot of feelings and I had to kind of work them out by myself as a child. And when you are a child and you have a lot of really, really, you know, enormous feelings, you can't sort them out. So I think I started to eat quite young to kind of numb all these feelings of worry and shame and guilt and fear so because when you eat you kind of put a little bit of a duvet or a, a blanket over this so you kind of protect yourself from these inner feelings but then for other people it can be for example protection i work with a woman and she was overweight and um, she said that I have lost the weight several times and I just gained it all uh, back again. So I don't know what to do. And what we found out with her was that she was molested as a young girl and the subconscious create a strategy that you are often not aware of. So her subconscious created a strategy that we're going to make you heavy. We're going to put on some weight so you don't become so attractive to men. And if you're not attracted, you're safe. So every time she lost the weight, the subconscious says, oh, no, danger. Now maybe men will notice her and maybe it's something bad happens again. So the subconscious would send a really, really, really tough urge for her to start eating again. And when she understood that that was the reason, then she just dropped the problem and she could lose her weight in her own time and she could keep it off because she could say, well, that happened when I was a little girl. This doesn't have to happen today. And today I would like to have, be in a relationship with a, with a nice man. So I want to feel more attractive both for myself and maybe to attract a partner. So it depends on a little bit about why the weight is there. So like I said, it can be protection from something inward, but can also be protection from something outward. And it could be something totally different. It could be stress release or something else. So that's why it's really important, um, even if you don't go to a therapist or a coach, to be a, a detective, and, and, and really follow all the small breadcrumbs and see, hmm, what is this really about? Because when you find it, when you find the real reasons and you get the support along the way to grow, you can absolutely lose your weight and you can be healthy. I think that's just such an important thing for people to understand. And that is that sometimes our weight issues are that layer of protection. Yeah. They are that subconscious way of going, well, if I can't be seen, I can't be hurt. You really do have to address your reaction to being hurt. 
and change yeah. that context rather than keep layering on the blankets or the duvet. So I'm so yeah. glad that you said that. And also, I just want to add that when you have tried to lose weight many, many times and you have not succeeded, uh, the motivation goes away. And you start to think that I'm stupid, I can't do this, I'm a bad person, I don't have discipline, and you become very, very hard on yourself. So that will add on top of everything that, oh, I will fail again, I can't do this. Um, so often we have to address uh, the problem, the beginning of the problem, why you eat too much, but then you also have to address all the later problems that you are hard on yourself or you think that you will fail again because you failed 10 times before. So there's a lot of support and work you have to do. So it's even though I work uh, quite fast with my clients and get quite fast results, just with weight loss, it takes a little bit of time because there are so many angles of it and you have to really support them because they need it. That's uh, absolutely fantastic advice there. Now, Karen, people can find you on your website, www.karentyden, that's K-A-R-I-N-T-Y-D-E-N dot S-E. You're also on yes. Instagram at Karen Tyden and on Facebook at Your Mind Navigator. Now, look, we do love giving the listeners freebies here. And I know that you mentioned to me off air that you could do a hypnosis session for the listeners. I would love them to contact you via your socials or your website to organize that. So thank you. And something we haven't really discussed today, but we will actually discuss in the next episode, and that is that you have written a book, and this book is Mind Hacking for Rebels. So we're going to get into that more in our next episode. Listeners, this was your episode 113 of A Magical Life. Thank you for your time. I really do appreciate it. Go forth and create your magical life. Thanks for listening today. Please subscribe to hear future episodes, leave a review and share this podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at A Magical Life Podcast or at Holistic Natural Health Australia. That's holistic with a W. You can find us on Instagram at Holistic Natural Health or at www.holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. That's where you'll access all sorts of articles, freebies and more.